I have to say, whoa, I think we're putting a glass slipper on this here fence thing here. This is something that uh, whatever these wildlife are that come against it, they're going to shatter the thing. Not quite as good as the original. A for effort, though. Thursday, news update. Here we go. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to this Thursday news update. From high above all other puerile and pedantic forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the land of liberty's eternal peril in Wyoming's capital of Cheyenne. Welcome to the program, my friends. Rarely is the remake ever as good as the original. But I have to tell you, I've been waiting all session for someone to throw in the Cinderella reference on the floor of the house. And it happened yesterday when Representative John Baer stepped to the microphone and said this. I have to say, whoa, I think we're putting a glass slipper on this here fence thing here. This is something that uh, whatever these wildlife are that come against it, they're going to shatter the thing. As with everything, you have to understand the context. You see, the immortal words of Representative Bill Henderson when he did this. Whoa, I think you got to stop and take a look at what you're doing here. I speak against this because it kind of reminds me of that fairy tale, Cinderella. Was in response to an amendment offered by none other than John Bear himself. So it's entirely fitting that the good representative from Campbell County take a stab at the very first inductee into the Cowboy State Politics Soundbite Hall of Fame. A for effort, representative. A for effort. Well, there's been a flurry of activity over the last few days in the Wyoming legislature. Leave it to politicians to postpone everything that's going to have a huge amount of debate on it to the very end of the session. Such is the case of Senate Joint Resolution 11, Convention of States. This one is always a big debate on the floor of the House or in committee. Now, it was scheduled for yesterday morning during the House Revenue Committee. Even though we had to cancel Cowboy State Politics Live, it didn't happen in their morning hearing. They waited until the noon recess, so not only did I not get to talk to you yesterday morning, I also had to skip lunch in order to attend that committee meeting. The things we endure for the great state of Wyoming. In any case, as promised, here's what I had to say in response to the Convention of States resolution during the House Revenue Committee yesterday at noon recess. Thank you, Chairman Harshman. Uh, members of the committee, my name is David Iverson. I live in Buffalo. Something very important was just said by the previous speaker, that they don't follow the Constitution right now. And I think that many of us would probably agree that there are many things at the federal level that are not, they're done, they're not in the Constitution. So let me ask you a question. Why would they follow another amendment to the Constitution? Just because we say we really mean it now? I think we all know that if we just add another amendment to the Constitution, it's not going to solve the problem of them not following it. I'd like to be brief and just bring up three quick points 
There is only one sentence in any of our founding documents that refers to the Article 5 Convention, and it's in the Constitution in Article 5. Just one sentence. Now, you've already heard a lot of stuff about how this thing is going to work and, and how, how the rules are going to be set. But if there is only one sentence in any of our founding documents, that means that there aren't any rules written right now. Now, let me give you two examples of why that's a problem. Well, if this Article 5 convention starts, then the rules will be set once it opens. You all know this because the very first thing you debated when the 67th legislature started was the rules. You could have passed a rule that everybody had to wear green jackets and pink shoes. And if that rule passed, that's the way it would have, everything would have to be done on the floor. Another example, about a year and a half ago, you all had a special session. The one purpose of that special session was to discuss mandates, vaccine mandates. There were several other bills that were proposed, one of which was a gambling bill that was debated on the floor. So what leads you to believe that any of these um, issues that are brought up in this resolution will be the only ones debated at the convention? I don't think that you can be certain of that at all. The second thing I'd like to bring up is this one state, one vote idea. Because all of the rules of the convention will be set once it opens, there's no guarantee that it will be one person, one vote. Again, whomever attends this convention could pass a rule that maybe it's, it's three votes per state. Excuse me, one state, one vote is what I meant. And the reason you know that to be true is because the first constitutional convention went off the rails. Now, a previous speaker called it an outrageous slur and fallacious. It's neither of those things because it actually happened. Before I walked into this room, I looked up the National Archives website, and the very first thing under Constitutional Convention said that they, they convened a convention to revise the Articles of Confederation. That was the call of their convention. Now, they went way beyond that, and thank God they drafted the Constitution. We lucked out on that one, but I doubt very seriously that it will happen again. The analogy of an insur ins insurance agent not being able to go outside of their of their duties is an incorrect analogy because an insurance agent is bound by criminal law. If they violate the law, they're held liable. There's nothing here that is going to hold any of these documents liable for anything. The last thing I would like to bring up real quick is that you are putting the people in charge, the people that caused the problem in charge of the solution. Members of the committee, we don't have a problem with the constitution. We have a problem with politicians. We have to solve the politician problem, not the, con the constitution problem that doesn't exist. Thank you, and I'll take any questions that you may have. Hey, thank you. Any questions? Obviously, their minds were made up before they, too, skipped their lunch to attend this ridiculous meeting. Unfortunately, the Revenue Committee passed Senate Joint Resolution 11, 5-4. It will be debated on the floor of the House next. The Senate Ag Committee was able to resurrect House Bill 152, the Life is a Human Right Act. After Senate President Ogden Driscoll was finally convinced that there were no constitutional problems with House Bill 152, something that real conservatives already knew, he assigned it to the House Ag Committee, whose chairman is Senator Sherry Steinmetz. That committee meeting was a bit of a mixed bag, though they were able to resurrect the Life is a Human Right Act, Exemptions for rape and incest were inserted back into the bill. One big victory is that they were able to remove Representative Barry Crago's stupid trigger amendment that he added on the floor of the House. Just because I can, and it's my program, and Barry Crago is my representative, 
I'm going to do a little victory dance. Here you go, representative. So basically that deletes the amendment that the good sponsors were concerned with in the bill, known as the Crago Amendment, and also cleans up some of the legislative findings. And here's the vote from the Senate Ag Committee on House Bill 152. We'll go to discussion on the bill. Any discussion on the bill? Uh, Senator Cole. Thank you, Madam Chairman. I just want to say that this has been given to the state legislative body by the Supreme Court as a choice. And I think we exercise that choice today by how we vote. And it's important that uh, we represent the people what we believe their, their intentions would be if they were here. Thank you, Madam Chairman. Thank you, Senator Cole. Any further comments? Further comments? Seeing none, Linda, would you call the roll? Senator French. Aye. Senator Hicks. Aye. Senator Ide. Aye. Senator Kolb. Aye. Chairman Steinmetz. Aye. Chairman Steinmetz, there are five ayes and no noes. Thank you, Linda. The bill has passed. Thank you, sponsors. We appreciate you, everyone, being here today and coming Thank out you, on this Senator. cold day. Thank you, Chairman Steinmetz and Senate Ag Committee. Once again, the members of the Senate Ag Committee are Senator John Kolb, Senator Tim French, Senator Larry Hicks, Chairman Sherry Steinmetz, and Senator Bob Ide. Thank you for getting rid of all of the idiotic amendments that were added by the House of Representatives. Any news update would not be complete unless we checked in with the Wyoming lamestream media. If you pay attention to the cow pie, our pal Rod Miller is out with yet another column this morning. Before I go into this, let me just tell you that Rod Miller and I actually are friends. But politically, we disagree on just about everything, and there are very, very, very few exceptions to that. All of that being said, Rod, it's interesting that you invoke Barry Goldwater's book, The Conscience of a Conservative. Notice that first word, conscience. It seems to me that Barry Goldwater, whom you tip your Stetson to, would not agree with killing little babies. And he certainly would not agree in butchering little children just because at the age of 12, they seem to think that they're something that they are not. And quite frankly, Rod, the Democrats who can't spell those people who claim to be Republican in the state of Wyoming, but very clearly are not, a group that you often defend are in favor of a great many things that the great Barry Goldwater would have considered unconscionable. You see, Rod, I don't need a Stetson to debate these topics with you. The only hat that I require is the one that says cowboy state politics on it. However, in deference to you and in our mutual reverence for the great Barry Goldwater, it too gets tipped every time Barry Goldwater's name is mentioned. One other quick little note before we end this morning's news update. The crossover voting bill is still alive in the Wyoming Senate. So far, it's only had one amendment to it to allow somebody who's, who turns 18 years of age after the filing period to be able to register to vote. Other than that, it's alive and well. That'll about do it for this news update. Have a good rest of your week and weekend, and we'll talk again on Saturday. From the depths of the Middle Swamp in Wyoming's capital of Cheyenne, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.